Hello and welcome to this IBR Business Profile, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 53rd edition of our program, which aired during New Year's Weekend 2021, we introduced you to Todd McDonald, founder and president of ATW Training Solutions, based in Urbandale. The company is dedicated to helping unleash human potential within organizations. Jeff, we started ATW back in 1999, so we're now entering our 22nd year. I started the company after being involved in human resources for a number of organizations, financial organizations, manufacturing organizations, and, and then also worked in, in, in a training development company for, for a period of time and helped to sell that organization. And at that point, I guess I got kind of an entrepreneurial bug and said, hey, you know what, I think I'm going to hang out my own shingle. And after a, a, a very uh, emotional conversation with my spouse, uh, because at that time I was, what, 34 years old and, and breaking off on this. And we had three kids that all needed shoes and everything else. So it was, okay, we're, we're going to give this a shot. So gave it a shot. And I guess 21 years later, we're, we've got 15 people on staff now. And what ATW does is we provide talent development solutions. So we work with organizations to identify you know, what are their, their human needs within the organization and to help them develop you know, develop those people once they get hired within the organization. We like working with organizations that understand the importance of hiring and training and retaining their employees. So we're going to be doing that through custom training solutions. We're going to be doing that through public sessions that we do, face-to-face training sessions, virtual training sessions. We have a design services department that creates videos and audios that are very job specific. We're just basically a training solutions company. And it's very different now than 20 years ago, because I dare say 20 years ago, you would travel on site, you might fire up a PowerPoint or something like that. And now you have all of this audio video and you're distributing things through various platforms. Now, of course, working remotely. It isn't just this year. Your business has evolved greatly over that 21, 22 year period. Well, it significantly has, and 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 I tell you what, with with what has happened here recently with COVID, you know, we're we're light years ahead of where I actually thought we would be there. And and it was interesting because I was reading something. One of the organizations that I work with quite a bit is is Ken Blanchard's company, Blanchard Training and Development. And I work with their product development area quite a bit. And I was on a phone call with him yesterday, and Jay Campbell, who's their uh, director of product development, said that they're estimating through their training survey that. Um, we have accelerated the process of moving from face-to-face to more of a virtual and individual learning path, he said, by about a decade. That's what COVID has done to us. You know, we were doing virtual training, the old country song, we, we were country before it was cool. Um, you know, we were doing virtual training several years ago because, you know, several years ago when, when, when we do a, our own survey every year, I think it was last in, in 2000, at the end of 2019, 78% of the companies that responded to that survey said that they were going to have remote workers the next year. Okay. So they were saying already in, in September of 2019, we're going to have 78% of the company said we're going to have remote workers. So we were already looking at that and said, hey, that's going to be an issue. They had no idea that they were, it was going to be remote because of COVID. They were just already going that direction. So, you know, we were lucky because we were, we were really ahead of the game. So then when COVID did happen, it was very easy for us to adapt because we were already doing those things. We already had virtual sessions on our calendar that we were doing for organizations and public sessions. So it, it is very different you know, today than it was in past years. 
I'm always intrigued when I talk with people and what it takes to take the leap with no safety net. You have to have a variety of qualities. I would suggest you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your product, etc. What was it that actually led you to take the jump or in consultation at home to say, this is going to be worth it? Because it's a risk. You know, it's a huge well, risk. It, yeah, it most definitely is. I, th- I think there's a number of things. You know, I had an opportunity for 10 years to to work with uh, a gentleman by the name of Art Bauer, who just recently passed away. And Jeff, you may even, you know, remember that name because he was in kind of the industry for a period of time. You know, I had the great opportunity to be what I called an intrapreneur. And that was basically he allowed me to start two or three businesses within his business so I could kind of cut my teeth there. So I, I felt like I knew I had confidence in, in, in my thought and idea for a business. But one of the things, and I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs about this, is that most entrepreneurs get into a business because they have a passion for whatever that business is. Mm-hmm. You know, a plumber will start his own plumbing company because he knows plumbing very well and, and he has a passion for it. You know, the same thing with construction, maybe somebody that's manufacturing, you know, the great the, the great manufacturing stories that talk about this gentleman that started their business in their basement or in their garage. You know, those are the great stories. They didn't start a business because they had in their mind, hey, I, I think I want to start a business because they, they they had probably no training in how to start a business. I was probably smart enough to, to look at a financial statement, but I don't know what it was really saying to me. And so, so many start with that idea, but but it's their passion that will pull them through. And if they have enough passion for what they what they want to do, look, you know, I'm not ambivalent to the fact that that talent development, you know, when you talk about an organization, you know, they're going to talk about cost of goods sold. They're going to talk about recruiting and getting the people on board. They're going to talk about, you know, their territories and everything else. I understand organizations look at training as kind of an expense in some cases. You know, I realize that. Um, but I also, I feel that talent development training is an important part of a of business because if you're not getting the most out of your people, you know, you're not going to reach the numbers that you want to get to. And, and I think that that even rolls into some of the things that I'm seeing right now. With COVID, a lot of people are working at home and everybody's excited about this. Man, we're being more productive at home. We're, we're showing that we can do it. Boy, we're going to be able to cut down on the amount of office space we have. Look at all these great things. And, and I just caution people, be careful. That's short term because what you're losing with what, you know, with, yeah, getting some great games, but you're losing your culture. You're, you're losing that connection that people have with you. People that, that don't get to see their bosses all the time and they, they don't get to see their, their fellow workers all the time and have some of those connections. Those are the things that get people to stick around. If I'm just sitting at home, filling out forms, pushing things down the path, whatever, whatever they're doing, and not really having some of those human connections, you know, XYZ company calls me up and says, hey, come work for us. You know, we'll offer you a couple bucks more. Well, you know what? There's nothing holding me here. Okay, I'm just I'm just going to go. So I think that talent development and, and the whole company culture can be a retention tool for an organization. And what we got to figure out right now is how do we create that company culture when we got half or more of the people working at home and, and they aren't having a connection? with some of the others in the organization, because I think that we're going to see down the road or we're going to see it harder to retain some of our key employees. That's such an interesting point that you raised, Todd, because if I'm working at my home office, my loyalty, my surroundings are home. Mm -hmm. If I get out of my home office and come to an office working for an employer, it's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different sense of belonging. 
And so you're going to lose, if nothing else, that sense of being centered in that workplace as part of their entity, and then loyalty is out the door. That is fascinating to me. Yeah, it is, and I think, and 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 I think your accountability to the others is is more heightened when you have those relationships. Right now, you know, it's it's you know, I'm going to get my stuff done, but if it doesn't get done, well, you know what? I don't see that person. We're gonna we're gonna be able to skate past it and some things. So I think that sense of belonging, that sense of accountability, um, are issues that we're going to start running into some problems with. What is it that people most often misunderstand about what? your company does or what you do. You mentioned earlier people look at training and then separately there are things known as coaching, et cetera, et cetera. They look at them as expenses or they look at them as extras or they're afraid to train their employees any better because then they might leave. And I think you can probably debunk all of that, but what what is it that people misunderstand the most? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I've, I've, I've heard that, that saying many times, you know, what, you know, you know, you know, why should I, why should I train an employee just because they're, they're going to leave? And I'm sure you've heard this before. And many of the people listening probably uh, will have heard it before. And that is, you know, the opposite of that is well, what if you don't train them and they stay, you know, and, and, you know, that's, I mean, that's the issue there. And then you don't have a you know productive worker. There's a bad rap when it comes to training, because when people think about training, they think of, you know, this, this, this person standing up in the front of the room and pontificating. And, you know, as I always tell people, people don't, people don't hate meetings. They hate unproductive, bad meetings. People don't necessarily hate training. What they do is they hate bad training. And, and so I think there's been some bad training um, out there, but what we need to focus in on is, is what makes, what makes training really good. You know, it's all about understanding, you know, what's needed up front uh, doing it in an engaging manner. Uh, one of the one of the great you know things that I learned from um, from my mentor back at at Bad America back at American Media Art Bauer. He had a he had a formula called E plus I equals C. Emotion plus information equals communication. And with good communication, then you can get behavior change. But so often training is all about information, and they don't do it in an emotionally grabbing manner, an engaging manner. But when you do it in an engaging manner, you, you take that, that, you add the emotions into the information, that's when people start to learn and understand. And when they start to learn and understand, that's when you get behavior change. So a lot of people will look at it and say, well, hey, a training session costs $10, whatever, whatever number you want to throw, throw out there. And they'll say, boy, that, yeah, that costs us $10. Yeah, but if, if that worker goes back and changes their behavior uh, and, and, and does, does their job better, the return on investment is going to be just astronomical. We had a very large organization several years ago um, in the insurance industry. Everybody would recognize the name. Um, and, and, and what they did is every year they would take one of their training sessions and they would actually hire a couple professors to come in and actually do a study on, hey, the people that went through this training session, what was the return on investment for the company? And I, I won't go into all the details, but basically the return on investment it was they happened to pick our our coaching program one time. And what they were able to do is look at that and said, for every dollar spent on that coaching training, they got a return of three dollars. I think it was three dollars and 21 cents. So they were able to look at that and say, that's what the return is with on it. it it's hard to it's hard to do that. You know, it was interesting because it costs this organization more to have the study done that it actually costs to do the training. 
but they wanted to prove, and, and they didn't do it on all their training programs, but they just did it on a select few. They wanted to prove, hey, this is what we're doing, and this is what training can return. Everybody looks at the upfront cost, but it's hard to measure, and especially when you're talking about some of the things that we we talked about, leadership and teamwork and communication. Those are hard things to measure. Okay, you do safety training, you can you can look at those numbers and say, hey, is our lost time you know, work accidents down? What's what's our what's our work comp mod? You can look at those type of things and get really good measurements. But when you're talking about some of the essential skills, like you know being able to communicate with each other and lead each other and influence others and have difficult conversations, those are harder to measure. So we never get around to really looking at the value that comes from training. Todd McDonald of ATW Training Solutions. We spoke via Zoom on Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. More online at atwtraining.com. The Iowa Business Report radio program and podcast is presented by the Center for Business Growth and Innovation at the University of Northern Iowa. Online at cbgi.uni.edu. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.